What's up everyone and welcome to the view from the L. This is the L from the mighty infamous inept supervillains podcast. Uh, I came up with the idea view from the L because it's something that I sort of do sometimes if I'm not able to go for a walk or a bike ride due to weather or uh, health issues. I would sometimes just jump on the CTA and ride around the city, just looking around. Uh, not so much at night because there's nothing to see but uh, danger. <laughs> hey, you've heard the news about Chicago. Don't act like you didn't. Yeah, I would just hop on the train, listen to music, read a book, or just stare out the window listening to podcast. It helps clear my head a bit when I'm thinking too much. The train line that I usually ride is the brown line. Uh, it's the one I've lived off of for most of my life. I uh, grew up on Cedric Street in Chicago, one of the most dangerous streets in Chicago, though not so much anymore thanks to gentrification and the removal of the Cabrini Green housing projects. But um, Cedric was always where I considered home. Uh, when we, f my family first moved, away from Cedric. We moved to the Andersonville neighborhood. This was back in the early 80s, so it wasn't the expensive Andersonville that it is today with all the bars and brunch restaurants and so forth. But to get back to Cedric Street, we would take the Damon bus to the uh, Damon station <laughs> and take it back to Cedric Street. As an adult, I lived in Albany Park twice, Lincoln Square and Ravenswood, each accessible by, by the Brown Line. Uh, there have been a couple of instances where I live closer to the Red Line, but not very many. But the Brown Line, which used to be called the Ravenswood Line, is probably the nicer of all the trains. Usually clean, usually uh, the homeless avoid that one. Um, not sure why. The most awful of the train lines are the red line that go from Rogers Park to 95th Street and the one that uh, goes to O'Hara Airport, the blue line. That is the worst train on the planet. Or as a friend of mine, uh, John, once described it, the urine chariot because it does usually smell like bodily fluids. Yeah, remarkable that the one that takes it to the what, largest airport, are we still in the largest airport? I don't know. Is the worst of all the train lines and it's also rarely on time. Uh, when riding the brown line these days, I tend to reflect, which isn't always good, but usually all right. When we go past the Cedric Street station and I see my old neighborhood with the gentrification machine moving in, it's really not recognizable. Uh, the basketball court where I had the greatest game on the planet. Seriously. An NBA scout would have saw me and signed me right away. Which is <laughs> really funny because I suck at sports. Literally everything. And I'm realizing that my microphone is a little too strong for the summer when there's air conditioners in the window. And I'm picking up all the noise from the street. I do apologize. <laughs> Maybe I can remove it in post. But yeah, where that basketball court once stood is now a Starbucks. 
Uh, it was a bad neighborhood between the Lincoln Park neighborhood and downtown Chicago. That wasn't going to last. Uh, the Brown Line train also runs around downtown Chicago, which is, I believe, why they call it the Loop. I may be wrong, but it makes sense that yeah, the Brown Line and a couple other lines all go downtown and do a loop or just curve through. But there is a looping train system around it. And it reminds me of when I used to work in a loop in corporate travel at the most stressful job on the planet, which gave me like an ulcer. I had to leave. Yeah, I was getting yelled at on a regular basis. That was not a good time. But on a good day, it was the greatest job in the world. I just ran around downtown Chicago, stopping by consulates in the passport agency, just having a grand time. When I mentioned that I usually ride the Brown Line or the train around the city, riding the Brown Line sounds gross. I don't think I'm going to use that phrase anymore. <laughs> I usually do it to help clear my head of depression and anxiety if I'm stuck in the house with that weird in internal monologue we all have. Do we all have an internal monologue? I would assume so. It is just a way of figuring things out. But that's just assuming that everybody has the same thought patterns. If everyone had the same thought patterns, we'd all come to the same conclusion. Not really. If you're seeing things from a different perspective, you tend to come up with a different outcome. Perception makes reality. But reality is stagnant, though. You can't really change reality. It is what it is. Are you sure this is a conversation you want to be having out loud? What do you mean? You're saying this into a microphone. Ah, shit. But, uh, yeah, I've been living with depression, according to my first therapist, since I was in my early teens. Didn't really know this until I was in around 30, after a really bad bout of anxiety, guilt, and self-loathing all crashed down on me at once. And when I started my first round of therapy with a Mormon... I would suggest if you ever do therapy, go with someone with a different outlook than you. Not too extreme, but just someone who would see things from a different perspective. But make sure they don't invalidate you. I had a couple of that would tell me that I was just wrong about things. Not things that I thought, but things the way they were. And uh, yeah, that didn't work too well. Both of those therapists were fired. <laughs> Do not be afraid to fire your therapist if you can't communicate with them. But the uh, back to that first round of therapy, it really helped me deal with guilt a lot. And medication helped me get a better handle on anxiety. And I, I learned a lot about myself. Mainly that I couldn't communicate how I felt. And what really helped me put things into words was music listening to different types of music it's I, I realized it was why i got into part of the reason why i got into heavy metal and the grunge era of the 90s is that lyrically they spoke to me and put words to thoughts i had but didn't know how to express yeah it came from a family where expressing how you feel wasn't really accepted 
Yet everybody did it and were, they were kind of looked down upon when you did it. It's kind of like the uh, Sanchez family on Rick and Morty. I'm not going to get into Rick and Morty. If you watch Rick and Morty, you know. If you don't, you should. Um, <laughs> so when I first started therapy and I didn't know what to say, this is the corniest thing I've ever said out loud. No, no, it's not. I've said a lot of corny things out loud. But I would sometimes just paraphrase songs to start the conversation it would get how i felt out then discuss it and then get to the root causes of it and so forth like i said the big issue back then was guilt and uh my mormon therapist helped me get through that a lot it was pretty bad i felt guilty for things i had no power over um add that to other aspect of depression and you had a really dangerous mix yeah the guilt got so bad it would manifest in nightmares like uh my grandma had taken ill and uh the last few years of her life were kind of rough i lived with her for an extended period of time uh helping take care of her and even when i moved away as an adult i would go back and do her grocery shopping and housework on the weekends but I felt guilty that I didn't do more. And oh, probably the one of the worst nightmares I ever had was that my grandmother sent all my cousins, all my male cousins to kill me. And it was just me running from my life from my relatives. And that traumatized the crap out of me. Luckily, I haven't had any of those types of dreams in 10 years. Knock on wood. I am so sorry. I should not have done that. <laughs> Yeah, but I also don't just listen to depressing music. Yes, I do. I, I listen to mostly depressing music. If you ever heard the first episode of the Inept Supervillains podcast, I do own like six Sarah McLaughlin albums. That's just... Imagine that dog commercial over and over and over. Yeah, that's pretty much what it's like with occasionally a happy song. It's, it's, It couldn't have helped. <laughs> my mood at the time just being in that catechism of moodiness uh yeah you add that to nirvana and later with the new metal phase yeah i know a lot of people hate new metal but i really like corn and lincoln park and uh the deftones although they really shouldn't count as new metal other than the white pony album but that's just my thought but the first thing I go for is lyrics. The music can be great, but if you're not saying anything, I, I don't find the point of listening to it. It's kind of why I don't like today's rap music, where they just repeat Versace and Lamborghini over and over again. Um, don't I don't get the point of that. I get it. It's a new generation, but I like a lyrical MC when they rhyme. Nas, Big Daddy Kane. Cool G rap. I wasn't a big fan of Karis one, but lyrically he's a monster. Uh, Sean Price, rest in peace, Mass Ace. I like an MC that says something. Hell, even some old Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Princess were funny. Will Smith could tell a tale in a song. Well, the Fresh Prince could tell a tale in a song. Will Smith sucks. But branching into other music, I can say I listen to really every genre i may give country music 
a hard time, but I listened to it. I think I even got some polka CDs. It's ridiculous. Um, music is music. And the best part about music is it can set a mood, enhance a mood, change a mood. You've seen movies and TV shows where all of a sudden that perfect song starts playing in the background. Not when it's too nail on the head type, but, you know, just the vocals and everything just makes everything right. That's the true beauty of music. It can touch that nerve and, oh shit, it's my jam.
That was One More Time, Please, by an artist called JSOM uh, from the album Everybody Works. It's an album I just got into and I have on repeat quite often lately. I saw her in concert uh, last week and it was a really good show at Subterranean. I'm upset she's played Chicago a number of times and I've missed them. I had never heard of them. But uh, shout out to my boy Trevor, who puts me onto all the good music by different indie acts. I'm going to also publish a weekly playlist of songs I like. And there will be another song. There will be another song by <laughs> JSOM on the playlist. Uh, I think I'll probably add the song Baby to the playlist. It will be a really diverse playlist, not just a bunch of depressing music, just a bunch of songs I like bunch of songs that my mental mp3 player likes to play uh i recently heard policy of truth by depeche mode and whenever i hear that song it's stuck in my head for like three days anybody else got a song like that you hear it and you can't get it out of your head it's so freaking ridiculous even if you like the song enough's enough's <laughs> but back to that uh <laughs> to jason um she has two albums the song you just heard, One More Time, Please, is off the Everybody Works album. And she has a 2016 release called Turn In Two. Uh, I believe she also has a few singles out there. I'd say check her out. She's an amazing young talent. If you're a fan of different types of music, uh, her particular genre is called Dream Pop. Not sure what that means, but it has a really good bass groove just makes you want to nod your head. I guess that's part of the reason why I love hip-hop. It just makes you nod your head and chill. Unless you're listening to MLP or Wu-Tang Clan, where you just want to start a mosh pit or cause random destruction. <laughs> I recently read the most ridiculous article ever it was titled, Your Refusal to Date Conservatives is the Reason We Have Donald Trump. And in it, this colossal fuckstain of a person, Gerard Labor, he was upset that OKCupid okay now has a badge you can put on your profile saying that you support Planned Parenthood. Basically saying you're pro-life and pro-women's health. Uh, but he saw it as a way of people saying conservatives don't date me. And he used a lot of data and other research just to whine about losing half his potential dating pool. That's what it all boiled down to. He liked uh, liberal women. They don't like him. And he wants to make it. You have to embrace other people's ideas. Nobody should have to be with someone they don't feel respected and supported by. That is the most ridiculous concept on the planet. This entitled little dick's name. If you ever want to <laughs> just waste your time and give yourself a nosebleed so you can leave work early, read, your refusal to date conservatives is one reason we have Donald Trump. It, it's, it's, there's a number of articles written about this article in rebuttal and in support of, and it, 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 it's stupid. It's stupid. <laughs> Um, it's, it's it's like what you don't blame a Catholic for dating another Catholic. 
You want to raise your kids as Catholics. So of course, you're going to get with somebody you connect with religiously. When people of different religions wed, there tends to be conflict, <laughs> especially with stronger beliefs like Islam and Catholicism. Yeah, you could be a casual Christian. You can be a, 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 a any number of Protestants and date a different version of Protestants, a Episcopalian data presbyterian i think or something like that <laughs> but seriously read the no actually don't read the dumb shit don't get a shit any more clicks just know that fuck boys are gonna be fuck boys and what the hell is going on with teachers today like, every month, there's a story about a female teacher having intercourse with one of their students who's like 14. Was this always a thing that was never reported, or is this some new and improved shit? <laughs> oh, oh, and whenever there's an article shared about it on Facebook, there's a big argument over whether uh, it's actual sexual assault or statutory rape, or, hey, the dudes won't be hurt by it, it's fine. I don't really engage in that argument, because the law is clear on this. You do not have sex with children. Uh, also, there's really weird lessons about slavery going on. One school in San Francisco told the parents, we're going to tie up the kids and put them all in the dark, laying down shoulder by shoulder to simulate, you know, what it was like on the slave ships. Who the f Why would you traumatize kids like that? Who thought this was a good idea? <laughs> <laughs> you're essentially like terrorizing them you gonna is the school gonna pay for therapy for these kids afterwards i can't think of any adults that would well, no i can think of some adults who would actually be into that but that's you know i'm not getting into kink shaming uh another school in south carolina posed this question to kids you're a member of the kkk why do you think your treatment of african americans is justified so they're challenging kids to come up with reasons to justify racism. Who, who, whose idea is this? Um, that, that, that is just the most, oh wow, I can't even put into words how, who thought this was a good idea? Who, who thought this was a good idea? Um, needless to say, people were upset. Last I heard, the teacher was placed on administrative leave uh, and being investigated. Aren't they supposed to get lesson plans uh, okayed? But I guess something slipped through the cracks. Uh, the follow-up question of, of that was, you are a freed man. Are you satisfied with your situation? <sighs> How would you even be able to answer that question? You weren't there. The best you can do is go along with what's going on now, which if you heard Donald Trump's recent speech in Alabama about Colin Kaepernick and taking anything, yeah, you will see why we're not satisfied. Well, I guess I'll wrap this show up. <laughs> I really had no idea what this show was going to be about. I was just going to talk. And I thank you for listening. I will try to maybe get a format for the next one after listening to this one. I'll see what works and what didn't. But thanks again for listening to View from the L. This has been the L. 
and i will see you next time on the inept supervillains podcast peace